Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Enjoy seeing all of you and being in church together with you. Um, thank you for being here today. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. <clears throat> and we're going to start reading at verse 16. Luke 4 and verse 16, and I'll try to be quick so you can sit down. Amen. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, or Esaias. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. He turned to a particular passage. For that moment. For that place. And he read the words that were spoken by Isaiah hundreds of years before. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives. And recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book. And he gave it again to the minister. He handed it over. And he sat down, and all the eyes of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Mm. And he began to say unto them, This day, somebody say this day, is this scripture fulfilled in your ears? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm going to preach to you this morning on this subject. Healing is here. Healing is here. Why don't you lay your Bibles down. Lift your hands unto the Lord. And ask Him to speak to you right where you're at, Lord. Come on, pray for the preacher today. Come on, pray for the preacher. Pray for me today. Lord, give him a word. Cause him to speak into my life, Lord. Take him beyond himself, God. Cause your anointing fl to flow unrestricted and unrestrained without limitation, God. I pray, Lord, that you would give every person under the sound of my voice eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts that will be understanding of your word. I pray, God, that your word would have free course and preeminence in this house today. I pray that your will would be done, Lord, without fail in every life, God. I pray that you would do all that you have purposed in this house and will give you all of the praise and all the honor and all of the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands one more time. Praise the Lord. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. 
It's good to see Luke and Allison Vanderhoff with us this morning. Why don't we welcome them? Amen. So glad that you've, you've come to be with us. We start at 11, by the way. I wouldn't have said that if they weren't good friends. <laughs> Love y'all. Amen. It doesn't matter who you are, where you grew up, uh, who your parents are, um, what occupation you have obtained, um, how well thought of you are by your peers, your friends, your family, and those that know you. One thing uh, is universal. And uh, brother, brother Trent uh, touched on it this morning in opening um, of this service. Uh, one thing is, is universal. That we have all been affected by sin. And we've all been affected by the effects of sin. All of our lives... Uh, to some extent, uh, parts of our lives have been broken, uh, wounded, um, bruised. Amen. All of us. We can look around the room this morning and, and I don't really care how, how well you look in your suit or in your, in your beautiful dress or the clothing that you have picked out this morning. Uh, that's just a covering or a shell of of what's underneath, and, and uh, it's just a, a, an outward appearance. Yes, the outward appearance is, is important. We want to we wanna look holy, and we want to be holy, and, and we want to we, we, we walk in obedience to God's Word, but we, we have to understand that there's a, there's a part of us on the inside that God wants to touch. Amen. There's, there's a part of our lives this morning that, that, that the Lord would like to minister to. Amen. There's a, uh, there, there's a, there's a part of our heart you know there's a uh, there's a place down on the inside that that we don't let anybody else go that God wants to get to this morning amen in my prayer time today uh, this week and this morning the Lord was was adamant to me that he was going to be here this morning to heal amen that that he was going to show up in a in a supernatural way and do what we can't do within ourselves amen I believe that today I believe that Jesus Christ is in this place the, the Bible tells us that where two or three are gathered together in his name, he said, there I am in the midst of him. And we have made them, we have made sure today that we have gathered together in the name of Jesus. We have lifted up the name of Jesus in worship and in song. We have invited the presence of the Lord. And now we're going to loose the preacher this morning. Amen. The Holy Ghost to speak and to do what needs done in this house, whatever God God, why don't you lift your hands right now and just say, God, whatever you want to do in this place today, I I'm game. I'm for it, Lord. I, I, I loose you to be who you want to be and do what you want to do in my life today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Through In a, in a congregation uh, like this, which is small today, there are many different backgrounds. There uh, are many different things that could have taken place in your life that could have left you uh, wounded, that could have left you broken, that could have left you bruised to some extent. Uh, uh, to, for some of us, maybe it is uh, you've been physically abused or sexually abused. For, for, for some, uh, maybe verbally abused at some point in your life. Uh, uh, to some of us, we have abused ourselves. Amen. We have we have used our bodies for things that they were not meant for, and we have we have bruised our bodies, and we have broken our bodies down to the to the place where we thought we think maybe I can never recover or get back to the place that that I, that I should have been, or or, or maybe I, I'm so low down today that that I could never lift myself up. Come on, some of us have, we've allowed circumstances to overcome our lives and and to get us down. Uh, to the place uh, that we will, we think that we will never recover. But I want to tell you today that Jesus Christ said, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach uh, 
to, to preach. Come on, to preach. Amen. He's going to preach the good news to the poor. Amen. How many know that Jesus came to preach and to heal? Amen. His preaching will let you know what he wants to do in your life and his healing power will do it. Amen. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you overcame or what obstacle you jumped over to get to the house of God this morning. But one thing is sure, God's got a plan for your life and he's going to let you know that place where you're at is not where he's purposed. He's got something better for you. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord for he's worthy. Amen. Elbow your neighbor and tell him he's got something better for you. Amen. Jesus stepped into the, the synagogue that day with an agenda. Amen. He, he had a plan. He had already been in Capernaum working miracles, opening blinded eyes, deaf ears, healing the sick. He had already been made his rounds to Capernaum, which is right down the road from Nazareth. But he steps into Nazareth with an agenda. Amen. He goes to the synagogue, which the Bible tells us is his custom. Somebody say it's his custom. Amen. They, they, they go to the synagogue on Sabbath day. Amen. The synagogue was a, was a building in each town where they worshiped to the Lord on the Sabbath day. It's only on special occasions that they would venture to Jerusalem, to the temple. But in every town, there was a synagogue where they would worship and where they would read the word of the Lord. Amen. And where they would gather together uh, uh, and worship together. Jesus goes to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Amen. He gets the, the, the scroll. He gets the scroll from the minister. And he steps up before the people. And he turns to a particular passage. A passage that he had chosen. In that moment. To speak to the people. Amen. It was a, it was a prophetic word that Isaiah had written hundreds of years before. Amen. When, 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 when he was prophesying to the children of Israel. Amen. Written down in the scroll. But the day that Jesus stood up in Nazareth, he turned to the passage which is written in Isaiah 61. If you want to look it up in your Bible. Amen. And he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives. And recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. He closes the scroll. He hands it to the minister. And he goes and he sits down. Amen. Everybody in the building, their eyes are fastened upon the Lord. Amen. He has spoken a word. He has chosen a passage. He has read his text. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. He has prepared it. He, he, he knew, knows what he wants to say. He knows what he wants to do. Come on, somebody. He knows what he wants the people to get a hold of. Amen. And as they're all fastened upon him, he doesn't stand up with a microphone and declare it like a preacher, but he's sitting in his chair and he says, this day, somebody say this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Amen. They're all looking at him like, what are you talking about? Amen. What are you talking about? Jesus is making a statement here. 
all the hundreds of years that they have read that passage. Amen. The years that their lineage and, and their, 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 their fathers and their grandfathers and their great grandfathers had stood up and read that in the synagogue. Come on. They had read that in the house of God. They have talked about that moment as if it was something past. Come on. Or they have talked about that moment like that's something in the future. Come on. That's something down the road. That's something that they haven't got to yet. But Jesus in one statement is letting them know that the words that are being spoken from the prophet Isaiah, they are coming to pass right now today. Amen. I'm standing before you as that man, as that healer, as that preacher that has the power to raise the dead, to heal the blinded eyes, to heal the leper. Amen. Whatever it is today that you have issue with, I want to tell you, Jesus Christ has all power in heaven and in the earth, and there's nothing that he can't do. Come on, stand to your feet and clap your hands to the Lord and thank him for his word. Amen. This is uh, uh, he's letting them know that we are living in a moment right now where everything you need is available. Come on. Well, you're living in a you're sitting in a place uh, where the prince of life is. Come on. You're standing in a place uh, where I'm holding the scroll that's testifying about me. Come on. I'm holding the scroll that's testifying about the time when I would come and this is the day that you've been waiting for. This is the moment that you have been waiting for, praying for, hoping for, believing for. This is the moment in time where this is going to be fulfilled. Wow. <laughs> to be sitting in that crowd that day. Amen. To, 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 to have my ears hear those words. Amen. This is the moment that you've all been waiting for. The Bible says that after he had spoken those words, they began to look at one another and, and they, they were in wonder of the words that he had spoken. But they said, is not this Joseph's son? Is, hold on a minute. I, I'm confused about what he's saying because isn't he Joseph's son? Isn't he the carpenter's son? Jesus begins to speak and he says, surely you'll say to me, physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Cabernet, do also here in thy country. But he said, verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah. When the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land, but unto none of them was Elijah sent, save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. Come on. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, save, saving Naaman the Syrian. Amen. He began to tell them that in the days of Elijah, there was a famine. Amen. How many remember the story? How that there was a woman of Zarephath and, 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 and she, he said, I want you to go to a widow that's in Zarephath and she'll sustain you. Amen. The Bible says that Elijah went to Zarephath where there was a widow and he found her gathering sticks to make a fire so that she could make a cake, her last cake so her and her son could eat it and die. Amen. And the man of God came to her and said, said, uh, uh, I, I need something from you today. Why don't you go fetch me a, a glass of water? Amen. How I many know water was precious? There was a famine. Amen. He was asking her to give something that she didn't have a lot to give. Come on. Asking her to give up something, to open her heart, to, to, to receive, so that she, he, she could receive something from him. Amen. We have to understand today that God works in reciprocation. Amen. He works in you, you give and I'll give. Come on. If you're open to give, then you're open to receive. Come on. If you're open to give 
to me than you're open to receive from me. I've often said that a closed hand is a closed heart. If you're not willing to give up or give anything, then you're not willing to receive anything. Come on. There are some of us in this place that we need to open our heart unto God. Amen. We need to open ourselves up completely to what God wants to do to us. We'll only let him go so far in our lives. And then we shut the door down on him. And we say, no, uh, you, can, you can handle this and you can go there, but you can't go to that place. But the only way God can heal you the way that he wants to heal you is you have to come to him completely. Amen. You have to come to him with your whole heart with your whole being you have to lay yourself on the altar and you got to say God I've tried it myself I've done it my way I've made the choices that I've wanted to make God I lay myself on the altar today I ask that you would take me and do with me as you please then and only then can God reach those places in our lives that he wants to touch this woman had an agenda. I'm going to bake my last cake and die. Amen. This is all that I have left. I'm in desperation. I'm in need. Amen. This is all that I have. I'm going to bake my last cake and die. Amen. Elijah says, bring me some water and bring me a cake too, by the way. She's like, but Lord. I only have enough just for one more. And I, I can imagine it was probably one about, they're going to eat, eat it and die. So, you know, my, my piece of cake is like this. You know, we, we think of the Bible stories some, sometimes out of our own mind and with the size of the piece of cake we would eat. But she was making her last. That's all she had left. That's, that, that's all the hope she had left. She, she just had that little bit of meal in the bottom of the barrel. That, that, that's all. She was at the bottom. She was empty. Come on. She, she didn't have the power to, to create anymore. That's all she had. And the circumstances around her dictated that she would not have anymore. Come on, somebody. The circumstances of her life dictated that she would never get past the stage that she was at. Amen. What she was planning on doing is giving up. Come on. I'm going to give up. I'm going to let go because this is all that I have left. Somebody stumbled into this building this morning with just a little bit left. Come on. I had enough strength to get to the house of God, but this is all I have left. I had enough hope to just to get to church this morning, but this is all I have left. I'm going to throw in the towel, but I come to preach to you today that if you'll give him what you have, come on, if you'll lay it down to him, he'll take it and he'll multiply it. She had, she had just a little bit of marrow, and she had a decision there. Amen. Uh, uh, all I have left is a little bit. And I can imagine as on her walk back to the house, she's like, man, the, uh, the courage of this preacher to ask for my last little bit, the courage of, of this little preacher to, to, to ask just for, for what I have left for me and my son. Amen. I, I, if, I, if I make that cake and I save it for me and my son, that's all we have. There's no hope for more. But Elijah told her, if you bake me a cake first, the Lord will sustain you. When everybody else is running out of meal. And the Lord is telling the story. He's saying he sent Elijah to a woman that was not a Jew. Come on. She was not in the land of Israel. They, she, he had to send her, him to somebody that was outside of the land of Israel. Because the land of Israel had become spoiled. They had become rotten. Come on. They, they, they didn't believe God for what he could do. So in order to get the prophet cared for. He had to send him to somebody that was desperate. Come on. Somebody that had a desire to get more. Somebody that was willing to believe God with their last little bit. I got a decision to make. I'm going to give it to him. 
or I'm going I'm to eat it myself. Me and my son, we're going to die. She makes the decision. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this cake and I'm going to give it to God because this is, this is all I have left. Amen. I'm, I'm going to give it to God and, and I'm going I'm to believe the preacher. She brings that little cake. You can imagine Elijah looking at that little cake, thinking, that's all you have to give. But think of what you're going to get in return. Come on. Think of, think of the days to come. Amen. When there's going to be more meal in the barrel. And a little bit of oil in the cruise. Come on. Every time, every time that she went back, amen, every time that she reached into that barrel, there was enough meal in the barrel to make a cake and enough oil in the cruise to cook it. Every time, all throughout the drought, her neighbors were dying. Her neighbors were starving to death and dying. But every time she went back to that barrel, she had enough to get what she needed for that day. Come on. She had enough to sustain her and to get her through. You may be at the place in your life where you don't have enough to give or you're at the bottom and you're tearing your fingernails off scraping the bottom and you don't know what you're going to do for tomorrow I come to tell you today if you give it to God He will restore come on He will save He will heal He will give you all that you need to sustain you in your circumstance if I can just get you to believe it Amen can you imagine going back to that barrel? I'd be going back to that barrel 15 times a day. Amen. Amen. Every time she went back to the barrel. Come on, she had enough. Come on. Every time God made sure there was enough in the barrel for her to sustain her. Come on, somebody. Am I preaching to anybody? Amen. You might have to walk day by day for a while, but I guarantee you that if you give it to God, he'll have enough there to sustain you and to keep you and to preserve you in Jesus' name. He said there are a lot of lepers in Israel. Amen. In the time of Elisha. But only Naaman, the Syrian, was cleansed. Are you telling me that, that God had the power to heal their leprosy? And they know that he said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Amen. When he cleansed the waters at Mara. How many remember that story? Amen. And the Lord began to speak to them. I am the Lord that, that, that healeth thee. Amen. They, they know that their God is a healing God. They know that their God is a loving God. They know that he has power over heaven and earth. Amen. They, they were raised getting read the scriptures. Come on. They were raised in the synagogue or in the church or in the temple. Come on. They were raised having, having the word read to them night after night and day after day. Come on. They were getting the, they, they knew it by heart. But when the moment came that they needed something from God, they did not not inquire of the prophet. Amen. They suffered in their sickness. It, it makes you kind of scratch your head a little bit. Amen. They, they, they knew that there was a prophet in Israel, but still the only one that was cleansed was Naaman the Syrian. Amen. Naaman had a, had a little uh, servant girl living in his house. She was a Jew that had been captured in one of their raids and where she had become a servant in Naaman's house. Naaman was the head general over the, the king's host. Amen. He was, a, he was a great man, a man of stature. He, he was, a, he was a, a, a Syrian man, a man that served other gods. Amen. But when, but when the little girl heard that Naaman had leprosy, she told him, there, there's a prophet in Israel. There's a, there's a man of God in Israel. Amen. There's, a, there's hope. 
Basically what she was telling him, you have hope because leprosy was a death sentence. Amen. If, if you didn't, if you did, your body didn't fight it off. And a lot of times it, they died from, from leprosy because it was too much for their body to handle. Very few cases survived leprosy. Leprosy a lot of times was a death sentence. So when he realized that he had leprosy, he covered it up as long as he could until he couldn't cover it up anymore. Come on. How many know that there came a time when the armor wouldn't cover it up. Amen. There came a time when the armor wasn't enough to cover up the issue or the problem. It was consuming his life. And then and only then did he call on the man of God from Israel. I want to tell you today that sin is a progressive disease. Come on. It's progressive. It only gets worse. It will never get better on its own. Come on, somebody. The, the, the path that we're heading down, it will only get harder as you go. It will only do more damage as it progresses. But I want to tell you today that there is a God in Israel that has the power to heal every brokenness, every bit of sin in your life. Naaman calls on the man of God. Amen. Shows up at the man of God's house. Elisha sends out his servant. Go tell Naaman to dip in the Jordan River seven times. If he dips in the Jordan River seven times, he'll be cleansed. He's like, where's the prophet? Well, he's busy. But the prophet, the prophet told me to tell you that if you'll dip in the Jordan River seven times, you're going to be healed. He looked at that Gehaz, was it was it Gehazi? Gehazi the the servant. He's like, you're telling me the Jordan River? Why can't I dip in rivers from my where I'm from? They're a lot cleaner than yours. Amen. You're, I pick, kind of picture the Muskingum River or Will's Creek. You go down here to Southgate Parkway and walk down over the bank and look at Will's Creek and say, okay, go take a bath in there. No. Make sure you don't have any open wounds. Right? He asked him to do something that, 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 that he didn't necessarily want to do. And he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I, I'm, he was mad. The dude couldn't even come out and talk to me. He's too good for, to even come out and talk. I thought that he would come out and wave his hand over me and, and I would be healed. Amen. I thought that, that, that he would come out and speak some great word and I would be healed. I'm not doing that. Amen. I'm not, I'm not doing what he's asking. Amen. How many know that when God comes to us to want to heal us, he doesn't always do it immediately. Come on. There is a process. Come on. There's a process of obedience that he's going to ask of us to fulfill his word in our life. But I promise you that if you walk according to his word and you do all that he asks you to do, there will come a time when he heals you on the inside out. Come on. There will come a time when there's things that you never thought that you could get over that God will heal you from, pick you up, give you strength to overcome and make you a testimony of his power. Amen. They got, he got on his horse getting ready to take off. He's like, I'm out of here, man. His, his, one of his servants comes up and says, Lord, you know, you can leave if you want to. But you still got leprosy. You, you might not like what he has to say. It might not be what you wanted to hear. But you still got leprosy. If he would have asked you to do some great thing. Come on, that would have brought honor to you. You would have done it in a minute. But you still have leprosy. 
What's it going to hurt? Come on. You've tried everything else. Come on. Well, what's it going to hurt for you to do and what the, what the man of God asked you to do? Well, what's it going to hurt for you to try his way for a change? Come on. You've done it your way and nothing has helped. You went to all the physicians and nothing has helped. You've tried anti-anxiety medication and antidepressants, but nothing helps because there's, a, there's something on the inside that God wants to heal. And the only way it's going to happen if you're willing to do what he's asking you to do. I can see the, the smoke coming out of Naaman's ears as his wheels begin to turn. Thinking about the situation that he's in that he has no hope of recovering from. What do I have to lose? Right? Come on, somebody. Or, let me ask you this, what do I have to gain? Because the only thing you have to lose is your pride. Come on, the only thing that we have to lose is that mess that we're caught up in. Come on, the only thing that we have to lose is that pain that we lay on our beds at night and doesn't allow us to sleep. And we got to take a pill to help us go to sleep. Come on. Uh, uh, the only thing we have to lose is our loneliness. Come on, somebody. The only thing we have to lose is our pain and our suffering and the progression of sin in our lives. All he's asking you to do is do what his word has commanded. Lay down your pride in your life and do what I ask. Naaman went to the, to, to the Jordan River and he began to dip down in the river once, twice, three times, nothing happened, four times, nothing happened, five times, nothing happened, six times, he's still the same, but the seventh time, when the word of the Lord was fulfilled in his life, come on, when the word of the Lord had run its course, come on somebody, when he had fulfilled the word of God, the seventh time, when he come up out of the water, his skin was like baby skin, it was healed completely, you may not feel healing coming to your life right in the moment, but but just keep doing what God said. Keep doing what God said. There will come a day when you are completely and totally healed and restored. Hallelujah. Don't give up. Don't give up in the darkness. Come on. Don't give up before the miracle happens. Don't walk away from God before you get what he has purposed for your life. Stay in it. Keep fulfilling obedience in your life. And God will not fail. God will not fail. God will not fail. His word, his word is forever settled. His word, he does not, he's not like a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent. His word will prevail. Elbow your neighbor and tell him God will not fail you. Amen. Jesus was beaten. Amen. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Understand today that your healing did not come cheap. Amen. This is not a, a cheap healing that you're going to get cheap. The price was very great. Amen. Jesus Christ endured much contradiction of sinners. He was punched. He had his, he had his beard plucked out. He was spit upon. He was humiliated upon the, in front of the whole world. He was nailed to a cross with nine inch nails. He was beaten to an inch of his life with the cat of nine tails. His flesh hanging off of his body body. But I want to tell you when he was in that state of mind, he didn't give up on you. Come on. He didn't give up on your healing. He didn't give up on your redemption. What you what held him to the cross was our sin. Amen. In the moments of desperation and despair, how many know he stayed on the cross? Amen. He could have called ten thousands of angels. Come on. In the moment, they were mocking him. They were parting his garments. They were laughing at him. Physician, heal thyself. But I come to tell you today, he didn't come to this earth for himself. He came to this earth for you and for me so that we can have the healing that we require. 
He paid the price for it. Come on, every stripe that he took on his back, that was for us. Amen. The Bible tells us that he was marred more than any man. He was beaten more. When you looked at him, you'd never seen anybody that had been marred like him. To the place where they could not even recognize him. Come on, somebody. In those moments, those dark moments on the cross, what held him to the cross was his love for us. Amen. How many know that he was the bridge? Gave us a way to God. Amen. He was a bridge. Making, he, God was making a way for us to get to him. Amen. God was making a way for us to be healed. What he had to get to us. What he desired for us to get to us. As Jesus was hanging on the cross, I believe that he had my life in mind and the lives of my children and the lives of this congregation. I believe that he looked down through the, through the pages of time and he said, I got to die on the cross for me. Come on. I got to die on the cross for Zach. I got to die on the cross because if I don't, they won't have the healing that they require. He died on the cross. Somebody say he died on the cross. They buried him in the tomb. They sealed the tomb. Amen. They sealed it to make sure he stayed dead. <laughs> they sealed it to make sure he didn't get out. Come on. They did everything in their power to keep him from fulfilling the word that he had spoken before. Amen. Destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it up again. Amen. They're, uh, they're, I'm going to be handed over to sinful men and they're going to, they're going to beat me. They're going to crucify me. But I'm going to rise on the third day. Amen. He told his disciples. He had spoken the word. I'm going to rise on the third day. Amen. They were fearful that, that the disciples were going to come and steal the body. They put a watch on it 24-7. Amen. They had soldiers watching over the tomb. Think about it. <laughs> they have this well thought out plan of how they're going to keep him in there. Amen. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to set a watch, seal the tomb. Put a, tune, a, a stone big enough where no man can move it in front of it. Amen. We're, we're going we're to put it there and we're going to make sure that this tomb stays, stays sealed. That his fate is sealed and nobody's going to change that. But I want to tell you today that on the third day, amen, round about dawn, amen, as the word was spoken, there was an earthquake. Come on. There was an angel that appeared, rolled the stone away, amen, and sat upon the stone, amen, and, and Jesus who was dead. Was, was raised from the dead and to, alive to live forevermore. Amen. And when Mary and Martha came to check out the, the body and to put spices on the body, there was the angel saying, well, why do you seek the dead among the, or the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen as he said. Come on. I've come to tell you today, in the darkest moments of your trouble, you got to realize that there's a God that has conquered everything that you're struggling with. Come on, stand to your feet and clap your hands to the Lord. He is worthy of our praise. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord right now. Amen. Just begin to pray. Begin to call on the name of the Lord. God, I need you today in the midst of my struggle. I need you today, Lord. Amen. Amen. Don't give up in the darkest moments. You got to realize that there's a resurrected Savior. Amen. You got to realize that His healing will come. There will come a time when He will call you forth. There will come a time that, that, that all that you have struggled with will be healed. 
Now's not the time to give up. Now's not the time to walk away. Because healing is here. How many believe that healing is here this morning? There are things that have been left undealt with. There are things in our lives and our hearts that we cover up because we don't want to go there. We don't want to relive it. We don't want to think about it. It hurts too much to think about it. And if you've been wounded deeply in your spirit, there's only one person that can heal you. One. The Bible tells us that the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmities. But a broken spirit, who can bear? When you have a broken spirit, you've been wounded in your spirit. All the self-help books, all the medication, all of the struggle we go through to try to prove that we're somebody. We, we don't value ourselves because what has happened to us. And when you don't value yourself, other people won't value you. God wants to get down on the inside of our hearts and He wants to heal those places where we've been broken. Healing is necessary. Every one of us have had to be healed. God is still healing me. Some of us, we try to dress up the outside. We work on the outside. To try to make us feel better about who we are what we look like and maybe people will accept us maybe maybe they'll love us because but this is not the prize come on your body is not the prize your spirit is some of us have been abandoned can i just flow in the holy ghost for a moment we feel abandoned. Amen. We've been betrayed. Amen. We've been told that we're nothing. We've had people of authority do things to us that, that violated our trust and therefore we'll never be able to trust again. Come on. We've had people do things to us that, that have offended us and, and caused us to be bitter in our spirits and and we've made up our minds that we'd never, we'll never make ourselves vulnerable again. Because that means I'll just get hurt again. Amen. I'm going to tell you this morning, in order for God to do what He wants to do, you're going to have to believe that He can do it. And you're going to have to open yourself up to Him. Amen. You're going to have to make, be intentional about opening up your heart unto the Lord. God, Jesus had a lot of plans that day on what He wanted to do. Amen. He wanted to reveal Himself as the fulfillment of that Scripture in that moment of time to those people that sat in the building. But their inability to believe Him for
who he said he was, left them. Come on, somebody. In the same state that they came in. God, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's unchangeable. I am the Lord and I change not. Amen. He is who he is. But in order for who he is to impact who we are, we have to be willing to lay it on the altar. We got to be willing to open ourselves up to a whole new life. Amen. We got to be willing to, to lay down our old tricks. Lay down our old ways. Lay down our own thoughts. What we're trying to do to fix it. What we're trying to do to make it better. And place it in the hands of the master. He's the potter. And we're the clay. And I'm telling you this morning, if you place your life in his hands, he will not fail you. He will not fail you. The power is here this morning for you to be healed, for you to be changed. It is in this place. Amen. Why don't you just begin to feel after the Lord right now? Everybody close your eyes. Lift your hands. You can be seated if you like, whatever. Just feel after the Lord right now as we begin to sing. Amen. As we begin to sing. As we begin to sing, come on. Just feel after the Lord right now. God, I need you to touch my family. I need you to touch my mind, my spirit, Lord. Hallelujah. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.